0: Hello and welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the OWL podcast. Today we get the opportunity to talk with Jessica McClintock. While many people know her now, I bet most of you don't know that she joined our industry with very little aviation knowledge. Hear how she has created opportunities and taken chances in her journey to get to where she is now. Here we go. Good morning and welcome to episode six of the OWL podcast. Today we get to talk to Jessica McClintock. She has been in the air industry for multiple years and has had great success. And we're going to talk to her about how, where she came from and how she got to where she is now. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Nice to be here with you. Thank you very much for taking your time to talk to us today. I think that you have a very unique part of the aviation world. You touch a lot of the uh, day-to-day business lives of schedulers and dispatchers, mostly by making it easier to shop for fuel. Um, so if you all don't know, Jessica works with Links, and Links is a great program that allows you to help uh, search out different pricing for fuel and get the releases set up right inside their product, um, short plug for them. Anyway, just we're well, curious to know kind of how did you even get into that, into the industry or into that job in specific? Yeah, a uh, good question. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, uh, it, it's been a a unique path for me. <laughs> I actually I started in retail store management, and I used to run um, retail clothing stores out in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State primarily and it was my passion to be around young people to um, be around fashion and all that stuff right so you kind of think to yourself how does that intertwine with aviation and airplanes and the school that, that does everything like that but um, mm-hmm. I wanted something different and I wanted something that I had a passion for since I was little and I was an ROTC in high school I wanted to be a pilot one day I didn't think that was possible from my economic background, from how I grew up. And somehow, and for some reason, I started looking online, found an ad, and it sounded awesome, like business aviation, private jets, all these keywords that sound so exciting and kind of sexy to a certain extent, right? <laughs> yeah, so just- I, I applied, <laughs> and um, I for some reason, the owner of the company gave me a shot got me onto an interview and then immediately offered me a job. So really the rest of nice. history, I packed up my car, drove it um, all the way from Seattle, Washington to Los Angeles, California, started my job the week after Thanksgiving that year. And um, my car broke down, didn't have any money, didn't have anything really saved up at that point. And um, yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of like, you know, that phrase hot mess. That's how I felt. So um but <laughs> I going understand. into the LA <laughs> area, that's a really expensive market to come into. You know, with yeah, That's a good point. Um, you know, I you don't think of that um when you're so excited about trying something new and I actually hadn't ever been to Los Angeles area besides when I was I think around six or seven, going to Disneyland as like a, a tiny kid, but um, that was the first time actually going to Los Angeles and being there. And I didn't know anybody. So that was the tricky part. Um, I happened to um, come across the girl that went to high school with me. She um, was super, super kind to me and, and let me stay with um, her family at the time so that I could save up some money and get my own place. My boss ended up helping me through this too. Like this was all from nothing and it became something, which was you know, one of those kind of cool nuggets of, of fun that you can find in um in just taking a chance and going towards something that you want to do. And I ended up taking the position and loving it. It was a challenge. It was such a challenge. The first two or three months I you know, for anybody that came from something else or that remembers their starting point, just aviation acronyms and understanding yeah for for, you know when an fbo like i was saying fob i was saying like what does this mean what is a fixed based operator how do you even like you're a you're a dispatcher what is that what is that all about um i had to learn everything from the ground up and then i had to learn software on top of that with the Fueler links program being all you know um online based so anyways a huge transition for me and i took the role and I ended up finding a really great home there and have been there for about seven years or so. And everything else, all the organizations that I participate in now have been just, you know, me being interested in learning more and loving every single moment of it. That is so interesting. So you literally came from zero aviation background and were totally immersed in it. That yeah. Yeah. With yeah, it, was it was hard, hard, I, I think, but the- <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was hard. The uh, there was a no limited exception that I was in um, ROTC Air Force ROTC when I was yeah. a junior and a senior in high school, and um, and the only reason I didn't actually join the Air Force because that was one of my my um, goals at the time to to get money for college was because I for some reason was able to get scholarships and some grants and financial aid in order to get to college and. Um, Otherwise, I would have probably went through the military route, to be honest. And it was it was a good almost 10 years after that when I finally got into aviation and found a pathway into it, which, you know, it kind of worked out that way. Right. So it does like the world, the planets aligned at that point. I think things to have worked out perfectly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty well, so now that you've been in it, so it sounds like you've been in it for seven to 10 years or so working um, on the software kind of side of it. Um, it sounds like, did I hear you're going back to actually flying? You're flying now? Yeah, yeah. Bob, wow. this is uh that's a big deal for me. This is a massive milestone in my life. Um, in my, I guess you could call it a part of my career because aviation is, is more my life than my career now. Right. Um, it kind of grows on you and then it, it takes your body over kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and everything that you do has to do with aviation and traveling and, and being a part of something so awesome. But I finally started flight training actually fairly recently. And, um, at the end of last year, I was able to start actually, actually flying and I have, you know, close to somewhere around 16 hours now, but I do it before worrying, um, maybe one or two days a week, and it, it fuels my passion for aviation even more, I'll tell you that. That's wonderful. And what a good knowledge base, too, to just in addition to helping your job. I, I also like what you said. Um, aviation is your life. It's not a career. And I think that happens too, to most of us. Once we get in, especially to business aviation, it's really hard to get out. Yeah, uh, it out. it's super difficult <laughs> like I don't I don't know <laughs> if that would even be uh like this is the beginning of flight training and I already have mm-hmm. game plans of potentially becoming CFI rated to help other people get into where I've been through because it's you, you find so many different outlets and so much support like your owl program like the when you told me that you launched it I thought this was going to be an amazing program to support other people who go through the same things that don't realize that there's support out there. And this industry is by far so far in all of my life has been one of the most supportive industries that I have been in. So I really appreciate that. It's really great. It really is. And um, I'm glad you pointed that out because I think some people um, maybe just don't reach out or they don't know to reach out. And I think that that's a key point is that, People in this industry are more than willing to help out. They want to help out. There's programs out there and you just have to go and find them. Like you said, you searched online to find your job. You just need to go out there, make some connections and ask some questions and ask for help. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that part, that kind of leads me into the next section. Now you're part of the MBAA mentor program, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so NBAA had started what's called like the mentoring, uh, the mentorship network, um, which allows different mentees and mentors from across the industry to pair together with somebody that they either want to help support growth or to earn some sort of growth or to kind of learn and um, be mentored by somebody that's already in a position to do so. So um, they've done a fantastic job starting the rollout of this a couple of years ago and've gone through a few phases of it and I signed up to be a mentee, a part of the mentorship network um, and actually fairly recently have been connected to my mentor, which i'm I'm really excited about it's not it's not just about um, putting yourself out there because that's a big part of it, right you you have to be okay with um, acknowledging that you do have room for growth. You have, um, you know, the need to get better and the desire to grow. That's really important. You got to take a step down no matter what role, no matter what position, no matter where you are in your company. If you want to learn more or if you want to succeed at a different kind of level, it's a really helpful program to get you there because you will find somebody and you can find a mentor that has already been through similar circumstances or similar different um, obstacles that you have in your career or in your life, that, um, th- that they're able to put it in perspective t- for you. And um, being on both sides, being, having been a mentor before as well as being a mentee, I can tell you that um, if you think that you've stopped learning or stopped growing, that you're completely wrong. And um, <laughs> get over that part and then that's half the battle. Oh, it sounds like a great program. Do we just go, like, because most of us are probably part of the MAA, um membership, and do we just go to their website and we can search it there, or is there um, a time frame when you have to apply? Yeah, great question. So um, I don't have the time frame in front of me right now, but if anybody has questions about getting involved in the mentorship network through MBAA, you're very welcome to reach out to me directly. they there are online resources for that on the MBAA.org website, um, and I, I can personally connect you with them. There is a time frame as far as when you can apply to be either a mentor or a mentee. Um, you know, it, that's, that's kind of um, okay. uh, during a, a uh, I'm not sure what, what, what season they, they open up. Um, I think this last one just closed maybe a month or so ago. Um, but they do a great job cycling through and um, giving the opportunity if you feel like that would be something you would like to do um, and you have time to dedicate towards that because that is something really, really important to think about. If you either on the mentee or mentor side, you do have to um, put in some time, right? Because it's sure, that's your most valuable asset, but it's also your most valuable gift. So remember that if you're interested and in, feel free to reach out if you have questions. That's a really good point. Yeah. um, Growing in your job and growing in yourself and, and your skills is not an overnight thing. It takes time. You have to put effort into it. That's a good. Point. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, just think you are that. part of, you're part of a couple other groups as well. In fact, um, the young professionals group, you are chairwoman. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. This um, <laughs> is exactly right. Um. I I serve on the Young Professionals Council for National Business Aviation Association um, in that capacity as well. And um, I actually, speaking of what you brought up earlier, you know, you may not know the answer to a question that you don't know how to ask, (laughs) you know, like um, you you don't know the right questions to ask. You don't know the right people to ask them to. Um, And that happens Mm -hmm. so much um so my connection to young professionals came from an industry event event where they threw their I think it was their first young professionals meeting um and it was kind of like a soiree you know where you have drinks or whatever soda pops and <laughs> people just kind <gotta>, of like <laughs> hang out and like network with e- each other at the event and I went to that one I entered into a drawing by chance and. Um, I got chosen, I won, right? And I don't win things, so this cool. like, is a big deal. So I won a gift card and um, I was so excited and I connected with um, Sierra Grimes over at the Young Professionals. Um, and she, she's the one that basically created the Young Professionals. And this was her idea, this <laughs> her child, you know, like her little baby um, that she sent out into the world because it was important um, to understand that, um, you know, you, no matter how old you are, no matter what experience you have, you want to have the ability to connect with somebody of similar background or of similar experience or that um, resembled something that connects you with them, that's relatable. And so she created this Young Professionals Network, and I ended up, you know, talking with her a little bit, got on the council, told her I had some great ideas, and I wanted to be all of ta- all all a part of really introducing young people and um, new people to the industry into this group, into this family, into this community. Because how important it is to connect with people and to feel welcome and to mm-hmm. get the resources you need to be able to grow. That is huge. So I I, I slowly just started becoming involved in put my name down for, um, you know, a possible um, chair, chairperson and, um, and have been that for almost two years. It's been about a year and a half or so now. I have an amazing um, uh, vice chair as well, Erin Krupp, which is, uh, gosh, she's, if you don't know where you need to. And um, the entire council is full of amazing leaders who are mind-blowing um, as far as their achievements so far in this world. Um, I would suggest anybody that is listening that is interested in knowing more about the young professional group or getting involved, you're very welcome to look online on the NBA website. It's um, under the professional development, I believe, on online, um, or you can reach out to me as well. But I can, I'd be happy to connect anybody with somebody that maybe, maybe they didn't know could be a resource for them, um, sure. and. That's kind of what we do. We connect people with people so that, you know, you can, you can get to your goals quicker. Right. And so hugely important the the networking, again, you know, talking to others and not just staying in your bubble. And I, I think that's really important for our schedulers and dispatchers to uh, remember and to do. And I'm really impressed with your group because it has gone from like tiny little bitty zero to, yeah, you had your own, um, your own conference last year. And unfortunately, COVID, you know, it's kind of messed things up with all these in person conferences, but you guys went to like zero from zero to a hundred really quickly. So obviously, you have, yeah. a, product. Oh you have a product. Oh my gosh. Um, Group. it's, a uh, yeah, right. It almost feels like a product. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those addicting things, right? Like you find the, the best, um, you know, the best get like, you know, flavor of ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, and you like it so much, you just want to keep on eating it. So we're like that. We're like the Ben and Jerry's version of aviation and you want to be a part of it. And the emerging leaders conference, the one that you just referenced as our very first conference specifically for young professionals um, actually pairs together very well with the leadership conference. And this year we're doing the same thing and kind of rolling, rolling, Rolling together in a in a leadership conference format and allowing young professionals um sessions to be a part of that and um that will be coming fairly soon online because of um you know making sure that you yep. still have their resources available is super important regardless of of what you're going through in um you know and in, in life in general in the life I didn't realize that that was a combination that they were going to combine it um that's really cool because the leadership conference, I have been to that and that is a great conference. Lots of good information. Probably a perfect place for the young professional. Yeah. Yeah. It, and yeah. It, it's kind of, they they pair so well because you're, you still can be a leader and you still, you know, um, have that, that capability. Um, and it's just maybe your first step into business deviation where we say the emerging leaders or, or, kind of joining that kind of um cultivation of people and then Mm -hmm. it takes you into this like catalyst of leadership and um i know a lot of um a lot of schedulers and dispatchers that have participated in our first conference and i know quite a few actually um that are on the schedulers and um and dispatchers committee um i've been a part of some of their their happy hour calls and they are phenomenal people that have such a passion for the industry and they bring it yep. um and kind of like cross we all cross contaminate each other right <laughs> in the best way possible, yeah. which is uh you know coming from one committee and in blurring the lines between the two because you're also a young professional, but you also can be involved in this side and um you know it's like a it's like a melting pot of different passions, different experiences yeah. and that's where we thrive that's that's great and the emerging leaders, like you said, um, so maybe you're not in a position of leadership right now, but I think it's helpful uh, again, I've been in the f and d community for over twenty years, and I think oftentimes people come into this industry or that that section of it, and um mm-hmm. there's very there's not a ton of leadership opportunities, or at least you think there's not because it seems like you're just in office and um but being part of those groups kind of declares what you're interested in. You're you're declaring that this is your career. You want to stay, and you want to be a leader in this section of it. And I, it's possible. We've seen multiple schedulers and dispatchers rise to even the director of aviation position, which I love. Um, so what a cool, what a cool group. Mergingly, just being able to say, I want to be a leader in industry whether I am or not right now I want to get there right and and I mean just to kind of reiterate that point it's uh it's little steps that count too like you you don't have to be the loudest person in the room you don't have to be the most talkative person in the room you don't have to wear the most glamorous outfit there are there isn't a specific person to become a leader there isn't a specific person to join these events or to You know throw the idea that you want to be a part of something you don't have to be a part of it to the aspect of you're running things or that you're in charge of everything you there are so many roles for all of these different organizations the regional groups for instance um i I joined the 99s which is a um, a pilot group for specifically for women pilots um i'm not a leader in there at this point but i can tell you that maybe one day that might be something that i want to do Um, I'm learning (laughs) and I'm like a bug on the wall, like watching all of these amazing people and asking questions and talking with them and getting insight and growing myself and becoming a mentee is the same thing. But um, just remember there's, there's different levels to this as well. You, you never have to put yourself out there to a capacity where you, you, you get, just thinking about it like you know what I mean like to, like yeah to take your steps into it put yourself out in an uncomfortable position to a certain extent because that's how you grow but don't overdo it when you first start diving in yeah oh very true maybe it is just joining the um D cocktail hours maybe it's yeah joining uh the owl group once in a while and then from there you can move on to bigger and better things too or yeah Right. now, just I think we've talked about um some of your um, committee piece um, yeah committee that you're on there's one more it's the D e and I committee. what one is that? Sure, so the diversity equity, and inclusion group um supported by MBAA is a group that is really facilitated to explore what does you know diversity mean to you what does um being inclusive mean to you um you know it's we're in a time in this world where everything matters the way you treat people matters the way that you come across to somebody else matters um no matter what role you are what role you have what role you've been in your background your experience anything like that The world only becomes a better place when you can not only identify that everybody has their own differences, everybody has their own speech, everybody comes from a different background, people may look different than you do, you may be a different gender than somebody else, or you may have a different background or experience or passion or or hopes or dreams or, you know, there's so many different variables to what diversity could mean, Um, identifying that super important but also providing a workplace that is inclusive for everybody is um, probably one of the most um, highlighted aspects of, of, of the time that we're in right now that mm-hmm. needs yeah. to be provided with more attention and that's why I'm a part of it is because I have had my own background experience with um, you know different different parts of my life where, you know, I've been in a position where just, just being, you know, a woman in aviation kind of puts you in a position where, where you want to speak up and you want to be a a part of something bigger. And if you don't see people that resemble what you think aviation is all about, you feel like you're almost Mm -hmm. on the outside. And um, being able to bring that idea and cultivate that, that positive and welcoming environment into your organization is such a powerful, almost overlooked tool that um, we're trying to highlight through that committee. So we are um, working on a few different projects and we'll start rolling some out um, here probably, you know, you'll probably see it in the next few months. But um, yeah, so more to come on that. That's, That's awesome. You know, I think what you said about the fact that how you treat others and how you are perceived it's really important. This industry, while it's worldwide, is actually very small. So yeah, um, probably somebody is going to know you, or somebody somebody is going to know you. So definitely, coming into any situation, whether it be personal or business, um, professionally, um, and representing who you are is super important. Uh, people are going to remember. Um, Right and yeah. kind of like your your own brand, right? Yeah, and it's uh, you know, if I know I know your name is in the industry like nobody's business, and I've um, you know, from the first time I met you to today, I can tell you that you know most of the people I speak with that I work with since I work with so many schedulers and so many dispatchers in our industry, they will be familiar with your name. Now, um, the best part about it is. There's not negativity connected to your name. There's not like so good. you know, good. and so and so it's not like a an an like oh my gosh situation, which like it will never be, and I'm pretty I'm confident in saying that. But um, out. but it's <laughs> just so you know. So there you go, everybody in this world, is, you know, all right. But um, but it's uh, you know, it's really really important to be your own brand as well, and remember like. Um, you know, I've made mistakes in my life, of course. I mean, everybody has. And Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you that if I hadn't grown from those mistakes, um, then, you know, maybe I'd be on the opposite side of this this, um, conversation, you know, not being aware and not being, you know, um, into creating a better environment because I think that, you know, my world was perfect or whatever. I don't think that. Yeah. I think that everybody has opportunity for growth and everybody should, do their best to continue making things better for those around you and no matter what situation you come across um i mean to this day i can tell you i I have like a a burning memory of a customer not liking me um and uh very i can't even know like i can't even think who that possibly could be because everybody no 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 it is well i appreciate that thank you but um it's it's that's not true and um but it's it's okay i mean and, and the thing is is um and I, i've talked about this before as well but the courage to be disliked as well um is really important to remember because not everybody will see your same perspective but it is about what you do and if you're proud of who you are and what you push into the universe that is super important. So all of these different things compiled together, like being a part of a young professionals group, being a part of a mentoring network, doing something with um, the DEI, DE&I group. Like, these are all little parts to a bigger picture of being okay with who you are and also um, leading the way, like leading, um, you know, uh, putting your money where your mouth is. Like you're doing the same steps that you need to in order to make this world better and then make yourself, um, you know, a better person. Um, so anyhow, that's a good advice. <laughs> no, super good advice, Jessica. Really? That's awesome. And I think that probably brings me to my maybe last, um, question that relates to the fact that you did come from not very much aviation background and you came straight into it and you have risen to a level of success. That's, that's really awesome. And I just see it continuing what if you're somebody from outside the industry or perhaps you're just somebody in the industry who hasn't, um, who maybe wants more, what's maybe one or two things that you would suggest them do like right away immediately to start moving their career forward in business aviation? Um, I, you know, that's a, that's a really great question. And it's kind of tough because it's, um, it's different for each person and it it depends on where you are in the industry or, or what you're coming from um to a certain extent for me it was all about taking a chance um if i saw something that was exciting for me like taking this job for instance was exciting it was taking a new challenge on knowing that it would be difficult but still jumping in anyways because i was okay with with trying it out and possibly failing like i knew that i didn't want to fail but the fact that I took a chance was one of my biggest, like, um, um, saving grace, I guess, for me, is that um, if I did it, I'd probably still in Seattle, be, be in Seattle. I'd probably um, maybe be unhappy. I don't know. Um, maybe I lost my opportunity at that moment. So I seized that opportunity of, you know, a possibility and looking at it from that angle. And then, you know, the other thing is um, not just asking questions, because that's super important, but Finding a group or finding a friend or joining groups like, um, like your owl group, just jumping into a call, listening in, maybe introducing yourself. You know, you don't necessarily, like I said earlier, have to be the person that speaks all the time. I, I know I talk a lot. I totally get that. So if anybody's laughing at this, um, I know I do, but that's we my do. personality. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's my personality, but it's, it's also, it's also part of my defense mechanism too. I I talk a lot because I, I I want to kind of cover up my insecurities to a certain extent. I get that. Um, it's okay. You guys can, you know, other people can keep quiet because that's how they they cope with that situation. But mm-hmm. joining a group, joining an organization, sitting in the group, asking questions, even sending a, you know, a personalized email to the person that created the group i don't know anybody that if they reached out to you for instance would get um you know want not get a response you know what i mean like they would definitely get a response saying you're very welcome to come to my group you're very welcome to be a part of this right. same thing with every single group that i mentioned today and that's only the tip of the iceberg there are so many different organizations a regional group is a great way of getting involved and yeah. even though it it may seem intimidating Um, to, to take that, that leap into asking, you know, how do I get involved or can I participate in this group or am I allowed to come through? Like, I will tell you that, you know, 97% of the time it's going to be with open arms and it's going to be a response where you'll feel comfortable coming back. And if it's not, that's where that's not the group for you. And that's where you have to try again. Mm -hmm. So Oh, such good point, such good point. There is a probably a group for every passion out there. I love how you uh, talk about you recognize maybe your style and your brand, and you're running with it. you're going with it and and it's works. it works for you. so now um, yeah, be proud of your brand. That's great yeah Jessica. Thank, Thank you so much for your time today. and um if anybody wants to get a hold of Jessica um you can always contact me but her email is just jessica so j-e-s-s-i-c-a at fuelerlinks.com and then she can get you in touch with any of the other groups or point you in the right direction um to to other groups that might be out there um jessica is an awesome resource out there so thank you again jessica for all your time today and uh yeah i hope to talk with you again soon oh thank you Lindsay. It's- always a pleasure and I can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks. Thanks.